Hi, hello, welcome to the episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is December the 11th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. Today was a nice Monday, back a full official day at work. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, let me tell you about a story that apparently took place, uh, you know, an event that happened while I was not here. A few people have come to me and told me. Uh, but essentially, while I was out, there was an incident where the people who take our trash, uh, they made a little oopsie poopsie and like damaged my work area, essentially, because I work in a trash compactor, aka a dumpster, aka I'm Oscar the Grouch. So yeah, I am... Uh, you know, I'm being told that um, I guess when they were backing up, like backing up the dumpster into the compactor, um, uh, it's like kind of like I, I almost want to say mounting it. Like you, you got it into the rails and it just like connects in and then you like ratchet it in. Uh, that's 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 how it gets done. Um, so I guess they did a little bit too much gusto, maybe missed the mark, something like that, and they just rammed in the compactor itself and like like rippled in the wall <laughs> and like you can kind of see it it's like almost hard to tell but it's almost like someone tried to like punch it in from the outside but it's almost like someone tried to crumple a cannon that's what it really looks like but um i guess the controversy really ensued when the people who contract uh like who take the trash or whatever um they also technically own the dumpster it's a long story essentially we rent it to them and recycle the cardboard, but we still pay them each pickup. Complicated. But um, they were trying to say that, no, 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 no. This looks like you guys did it. Like, like your guys' own equipment did this to the machine, to the compactor. And uh, everyone was like, nah, man, that's not what went down. Like, clearly you guys did it. Fix it. So luckily there's been no problems or anything like that. I mean, I even went in Saturday, didn't even notice there was an, an issue or any, anything had transpired. But I went out after... Like, after I filled up the crusher um, before I left, and I was like, oh, shit. Sure enough, it looks like someone just, like, dinked the fucking, um, like, trash compactor itself. Um, probably just being a little too frisky, a little too eager, um, you know, with it. So, yeah, that ha- that happened while I was out. Uh, let's see. Back to more current things, though. Uh, food Corner. I made a super dope, awesome pizza that I am so proud of. Uh, now, I got to say, I got the inspiration from Mellow Mushroom. Technically, I guess, Pies and Pints, too, because they made a whole um, loaded pot- like uh, potato pizza, which was literally like it was pizza, like potato dough that they used. And then I think they put potatoes on it. It was amazing. They don't make it anymore. RIP. That was an amazing pizza. But I was looking on Mellow Mushroom, and I saw that they were selling like a limited time kind of thing a a potato pie a potato pizza pie and i i was so enamored by it and i was gonna go and get one and my frugal fucking poor ass was like you know what fuck it no i'll make that shit at home i know i can make this shit so i got all the ingredients and i made a chorizo and potato pizza y'all that shit was so fuego so good and I gotta, I gotta add, I gotta add, I gotta add, I gotta add. I also did barbecue sauce instead of red sauce. So, ooh, it was just hitting. Plus, I, I added some red onions. I added some banana peppers. Um, put some like red pepper flakes on there. So, ooh, it was so good. I was so happy with myself. I was so pleased. I was oinking.
<laughs> so yeah, that that's me. Plus, I feel like I'm feeling really good. It feels like I'm back in a big way right now, and I'm really loving that for me. So clap it up for that. Yay. Um, gosh, I've wasted a lot of time just talking about my own bullshit. So let me take my startup, and then we will get into some fucking news. Also, I'm just in a generally good mood. Like, I, I like work was really good to me today, and we're doing one of those things where we're taking, like, positive stock in life. And I, I'm feeling positive. I'm feeling good about it. So that's nice. That's good. Um... Because what a fucking year. I, I know I, I said this at the top of the month. I know I'm going to get really wistful and nostalgic um, in and out of some episodes. This is just one of those moments, just one of those days. So, yeah, like, you know, knock on wood. I hope we keep this going. I hope we keep the positivity train rolling through this month into the next month. Because, uh, God damn it, I know I need it. I, I, I'm sure y'all need it, too. Um, so I'm trying to spread that around, you know. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So our first story comes from ABC News. At least six dead, 36 injured when tornadoes tear through Tennessee. Now, I got to add, um, that's as of this article. I think the, the total is still at six dead, but I think the number of reported injured is up to like 80, like 80 plus. So, uh, but... Six people died and at least 36 others were injured Saturday after severe tornadoes touched down in parts of Tennessee. Three people died and 23 were injured following a tornado in Montgomery County, Tennessee. Um, let's see. Officials said that it was two adults and one child who died. Another three people were dead after severe weather in Nashville, the city's emergency office said. 13 people were injured following a church building collapse, adding that they're currently listed in stable condition. Uh, let's see here. The tornado in Clarksville, Tennessee, had been rated an EF3 with peak winds of 150 miles per hour. The tornado in Madison, Hendersonville, and Gatling areas, which are the northern suburbs of Nashville, have been given a preliminary EF2 rating with winds of 125 miles per hour. The enhanced Fujita scale goes from 0 to 5 and rates tornadoes based on estimated wind speeds and related damage. Um, So obviously very unfortunate. Uh, I believe these tornadoes took place Saturday. Uh, I know there's just a lot of bad weather throughout the weekend. I know you guys, maybe, you know, you, you listened to the previous episode. I talked about, you know, fucking getting rained on in Cincinnati. I know that there was uh, bad rains, and I think in, like, Kentucky. But, yeah, like, Kentucky to Louisiana, all over. So it was pretty rough, rough ride. Um, obviously, condolences to the family. You know, I, I know this, like, when it comes to natural disasters, there's nothing that you really can say or angle to really say, like, what can we learn from here? What can we really grow from here? I mean, there are sometimes, you know. I uh, think in a Katrina, shit like that. But, you know, no matter what, the takeaway is always fucking hard. And, you know, it's very upsetting. But um, 
you know, there was that. That happened. Now, we're going to be zigzagging around for this episode. Uh, we're going to hit the international way, airways, um, from CNN. Russian opposition leader Ex- Alexei Navalny missing from prison, says his team. Excuse me. Lawyers for Alexei Navalny said Monday they have lost contact with the jailed Russian opposition leader who was believed to be imprisoned in a penal colony about 150 miles east of Moscow, and his whereabouts are unknown. Navalny was sentenced to 19 years in prison in August after he was found guilty of creating an extremist community, financing extremist activities, and numerous other crimes. He was already serving 11 sentences and a half, 11 and a half, uh, serving sentences of 11 and a half years in a maximum security facility on fraud and other charges he denies. Um, supporters of Navalny claim his arrest and incarceration are politically motivated, uh, or a politically motivated attempt to stifle his criticism of Russian President Vladimir Putin, which I am of the uh, prescription. Uh, I think he was like one of those guys who was like a loud opposition to Putin and, you know, his moments of running. And also I'll drop this factoid uh, here. Uh, Putin has said, hey, the people, they're, they're coming up to me. They need me. So I need to do another term. I think it's his fifth term. Uh, I think he'll, that, so AKA saying, hey, I'm going to be running next year. That's really not surprising anyone. That's really why I didn't want to like cover it. It doesn't really feel that relevant. You know, uh, this man has been in power as president. This man has been like adjacent to president and more or less everyone knows he's the big dog, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, this is kind of standard operating procedure for Russia. Um, and I mean, sadly, so is the, like, you know, just the suppression and, um, you know, the punishment of people who try to speak out against Putin, speak out against the Kremlin, um, so, you know, we've covered Navalny before, um, you know, in terms of just his rough uh, stint in time in prison. But it looks like uh, they checked two of the penal colonies and they're saying we don't know where he is. He's gone. And he didn't report, I think, to his uh, most recent uh, trial situation. Um, so that's like, you know, a big deal, big red flag. Uh, people have been trying to contact him like, and they just haven't found him in either of the penal colonies that he's supposed to be in. Uh, let's see, let me read a quote here. On Friday and throughout the day, neither IK6 nor IK7 responded to them, Yarmish posted, adding that Navalny had been missing for six days. Navalny was last in prison in the IK6 penal colony east of Moscow. Uh, so, I mean, in a, in a perfect world, he would be out, you know, and able to run, at, you know, against Putin and, you know, that'd be a hunky dory world, but that doesn't look like it's the case. I, um, at first thought like, oh, okay, maybe like they're just like withholding him. But the fact that I, you know, from reading this article that they're saying, we don't know, he's not here and he's not there. So it's like, well, then where is he? Like, what did you guys do with him? I imagine they'll they'll pop him up at some point, but who knows? Is that going to be dead? Is that going to be alive? Uh, also, a fact what I didn't know about until reading this article, I knew that he was po- poisoned with Novichok. Novichok, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. My bad. Uh, poisoning, it's like a nerve kind of thing. But I didn't know that they put it in his fucking underwear, y'all. That's crazy. Um, 
Now, Putin in his defense is saying, well, if we wanted to if we wanted to kill him, if we wanted to kill Navalny, we would have fucking did it. But I think generally like, yeah, but if you guys wanted to do anything to him, you could. And I think you wanted to make a really bad, painful example to this guy. And you're doing it. Like, not only was this guy poisoned, he was then arrested. And then now he's just spending more or less a lifetime, like a lifetime, life term uh, in prison. Like, that's crazy. And he knows it. He's just in the situation where he he's even quoted as saying, it's like, look, I'm going to be in prison for either my lifetime or the lifetime of this regime. There's just no real way about it. And I, I've listened to uh, the BBC. I've listened to, like, his wife, you know, give, like, testimonial and, and, and her activism and stuff. Um, it's just a super sad fucking situation. We've covered other, other dissidents and, you know, people who have been fucking... Um, you know, apprehended and put in like a you know very similar situation to Navalny. Um, you know, it, it's really fucked up what's going on, obviously. Um, but damn, the, the fact that this dude is just completely just MIA, gone. Uh, definitely wanted to just come in and talk about that. And I'll, you know, definitely keep you guys abreast of any details I find along the way. Uh, let's see here. We have another update here. Let's go ahead and get back to the States. Um, from ABC News, Air Force disciplines 15 airmen in investigation of accused leaker Jack Teixeira. I love that I got his name right this time. Last time we talked about this guy, I was not pronouncing it correctly at all. <laughs> but hey, I get better with time. Let it be known. <laughs> 15 airmen have been disciplined, including with the removal of their command, for failing to take proper action when they became aware of accused leaker Jack Teixeira's intelligence-seeking activities, according to a broad Air Force investigation released Monday. However, that Rochdog report found no evidence that Teixeira's immediate superiors were aware at the time that he was allegedly sharing some of the country's most sensitive secrets online. Instead, the report details a pattern of lax oversight by Air Force officials at Teixeira's base that indirectly contributed to his alleged ability to gather and then leak classified documents without being caught, even as other airmen knew he was improperly accessing the sensitive materials, which went beyond his duties in IT, the report states. Uh, 15 service members ranging in rank from staff sergeant to colonel have been removed from their positions and have received non-judicial administrative punishments, according to the Air Force. Uh, let's see here. So, yeah, he um, got all this information that he had no business having, no business having access to for one, then being able to either record or take with him back home and then key key about with his little discord buddies and then also i believe he shared it either to more discords and then it allowed it to leak or what have you but essentially this kid was just so fucking loose with it he did not care also he was racist and weird uh just an overall cringe individual um so yeah, i don't feel bad that this guy's being put through the ringer i also don't feel bad that any of his fucking superiors and people involved in this group are more or less you know under the ringer on, you know, they, they got investigated They're you know, they're now, you know, shit's in the kind of fan for them. Um, let's see here. I know, you know, he, his trial, his shit's still, you know, ongoing. 
But um, they do have the names of the people. Let me see if I can get to it. Um, and also just some of the activity. Uh, around July or August of 2022, Teixeira was observed viewing intelligence content on top secret websites, in, according to the new report. But while his supervisor was informed, the incident was not written up. In September of 2022, a unit member spotted Teixeira again viewing intelligence products and saw him writing information on a post-it note. The report states, Teixeira was told not or was told to shred it, but investigators said it was never verified what was written on the note or whether it was shredded, which that's ooh, that's bad. Um, let's see. Um, I want to get to the names of the people. At least a couple of the names. Uh, Colonel Sean Riley of the 102 or the 102nd Commander uh, received administrative action and was re- relieved of command for cause. And Enrique Davalo, Dov- uh, uh, a commander of the 102nd Intelligence Surveillance and Reconnaissance Group, received administrative action for, cons- uh, for concerns with unit culture and compliance with policies and standards. Uh, the 102nd Intelligence Surveillance and Reconnaissance Group was taken off mission when Teixeira was discovered as the suspected source of the leaks. The group's mission remains reassigned to other organizations within the Air Force. So yeah, that's where we'll leave that story. Um, just, I mean, a big L for our intelligence community that literally like, you know, a baby-faced teenage-looking motherfucker was just like, just giving up secrets for free. Like, he wasn't even doing this to like, be a spy or whatever. He just wanted to brag to his homies. He just wanted to like, look hard to his friends. And, um, once again, just be really weird and, uh, racist online. So, yeah, I mean, hey, good for all the parties involved there. <laughs> well, let's go on to our last beat, our last story. Uh, we're going to keep it in the States. Um, but yeah, let me take my break and then we will, um, put a pin in this, uh, put a nail in this, whatever. Actually, I'm going a bit on a tangent because I did something I rarely do, and I finished a um, a little season of something on TV. So um, a little bit of a non-sponsored Netflix ad break here. Um, I watched Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, and uh, I was – I feel like the word I want to use would be used. Probably using that word wrong. It was interesting, though. I, I overall enjoyed it. It was really fun. I'm a big Scott Pilgrim fan. Actually, every time I look up while I'm podcasting, I have the um, the graphic novels on my little my little bookshelf. It's like one of my little favorite things. Um, I will always remember uh, getting a little baked with my friends and going to see the movie opening night, and that was a good time. Definitely in my like top five movies. I don't care. Problematic, whatever. Um, yeah. So big fan. Watching the Netflix thing, uh, I don't know, maybe faux spoilers here, but um, interesting what they did. It was different. It was uh, not what I expected. I kind of thought that they were just going to do maybe a regurgitation, and it was like, no, we're going to play with it. We're going to give you like something a little different, and it reminded me that, hey, in their own way, the graphic novel was one thing. 
the movie was its own thing and the um, Netflix show, even though it has the actors, you know, doing voice acting, it's its own thing as well. So I overall enjoyed it. I I want to say I watched it more or less like uh, I watched the first episode, took a break, then watched like up to half, and then I finished it like in an insomniac like bender uh, last night. So yeah, there was that. There we go. Sorry, bit of an intermission here. <coughs> uh, but yeah, let's get to the news. Let's let's finish this off uh, from the Associated Press. Texas woman who sought court permission for abortion leaves state for procedures, attorneys say. So this is about Kate Cox, uh, an update here. A pregnant Texas woman who was seeking court permission for an abortion in an unprecedented challenge to one of the most restrictive bans in the U.S. could not wait any longer and went to another state, her attorneys said Monday. Um, So yeah, I mean, essentially, I I won't, you know, uh, stay on this too too long but she you know was able to get it approved by one uh judge but i believe it was like appealed to the um state supreme court yeah and they were just kind of taking too much time uh she was like 20 weeks and some change pregnant so she's like i can't wait i i, I just can't afford it she and and she said that she's like look i know i should have the right to have this abortion here i am literally doing this for my own health like if i don't do this the the potential chance for me to have babies in the future is an issue like and not to mention this is a non-viable pregnancy i know i've heard uh some situations where oh there there is a chance even with some complications you know the person you know the baby could live but more times than not we were talking about a baby dying either in in womb or very shortly after so you know we're talking yeah stillborn or days you know if not then we're talking painful no matter what why why are we talking about putting anyone through this meanwhile ken paxson's like i will sue the hospital i will find i'll try to find a way to get the doctor i'll try to find a way to get the husband i'll try to find a way to get whoever i can for this um because there's just no she hasn't proven it and it's just like fuck you man fuck this whole fucking situation that's terrible that's fucking garbage um but yeah i mean there's really no details in terms of like where she went um and and hopefully we don't have to find that shit out that's not important god damn it because once again just like it should be your right to have an abortion it should be your right to fucking privacy you shouldn't have to fucking take this shit and have to air it on court just to fucking have it done or get justice because you know there's there's plenty of women who've had to go through this fucking process and like literally be pushed to the point of like having an infection so it's like okay well like as a doctor i can prove it now so it's like okay like we'll do it like but that's how it bad it's gotten that's how terrible this fucking situation is um so yeah you know i'm gonna keep fucking squawking about it i'm gonna keep fucking talking about it uh but yeah that's the episode that's all i really have if you'd like to support the effort you can uh, become a newsie today. Uh, I shout you out, um, you know, from Patreon, patreon.com, so Zaya News. And, um, yeah, shout you out. I uh, plug a project if you like. Let's see here. Um, Isaiah News one at gmail.com. Uh, all the, f- all the socials, you can find me there. Um, hit me up, hit the podcast up. Uh, hopefully you subscribe to the YouTube. That helps out a ton. Thumbs up on any of the episodes 
and uh, comments are cool and reviews are cool. Uh, and feel free to do that on whatever platform you're listening on. So yeah, that's the episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being a friend. And hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.